ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. That's me. I am Stacy Heller. Joining me today is Patrick Holen. Do you want to go by Patrick or Pat? Uh, either way, hey you works too. But yeah, Pat is fine. Everyone calls me Pat. <laughs> Clearly, you're used to teaching high school because yeah. you're willing to put up with a hey you. <laughs> yes, usually it's a you know a raised hand and a kind of a glare or just kind of a glare in general. Well, I'm so sensitive to the whole like full name versus shortened because when uh, my brother when we were growing up, Peter is Peter, and my mother would accept nothing but Peter, and so. It's ironic that I married a Pete, who <laughs> technically is a Peter, but you, you, yeah. you feel like you're you know, breaking the rule. Every I kind time. of do, so it's like, oh look, I married a guy named Pete. Ha ha. <laughs> so anyway, um, just as a, a quick thing for people, um, so Pat is the director of bands for Issaquah High School. Uh huh. So um, I'm gonna have some fun talking to you about band stuff and geeking out on that. Um, in the meantime, if somebody wants to call in, they can call. 425-373-5527. Once more, that's 425-373-5527. So, Pat. Yes. Every week I talk about what happened last week or what is coming up this week. And last time I talked about how mom's birthday is coming up and I asked people to help me with suggestions. Now, I got a couple of suggestions. Thanks, J.D., um, and a suggestion from my mother who let me know that it would be really cool if Neil Diamond wished her a happy birthday. So I think maybe now that I'm on the radio, <laughs> that naturally means that like I know people like Neil Diamond. I do not. So not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Nice. Growth mindset. Yep. That's true. So... I did the next best thing, and I sent an email to the management of Super Diamond, the Neil Diamond cover band that I go to see every year without fail. Yes. And I thought that maybe Surreal Neil would be cool, and like he would send something, or maybe he has something like in the can that he can send or whatever. And I have not heard from him, and I'm a little ticked off. It's not like they're doing anything right no, now. right. I mean, come on. So then I did the next best thing, and I went to Cameo. And for those of you that don't know what Cameo is, Cameo is this, this website you can go to. There's an app, of course. There's an app for everything. And you can find a whole bunch of different people, actors, um, musicians, singers, songwriters, uh, Broadway stars, athletes, political commentators, like reality TV, the whole deal. And for some amount of money, they will send you a text or leave you a message or they'll even record a video. So naturally, I did what all people end up doing when you go into an internet spiral. I went in a total wormhole and landed on Rob Bass. <laughs> and like stopped short in my tracks and I was like, "Wait. Rob Bass? Rob Bass? Like 
it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah. Yeah. And so was like, forget mom. And so <laughs> <laughs> instead paid Rob Bass to do a plug for the show, which oh, we might be able to share later. But, you know, I mean, mom is a giver, right, mom? I know she's hanging out right now with um, with her buddies, as she does every week, Diane and Lee. And mom, they're having their cocktails right now. Slow it down there, Joan. Um, so I haven't figured out yet an artist that might work for mom. I looked up, um, I think it's Norm Greenbaum or whatever that did Spirit in the Sky. Yes. Yep. Nope, he's not on there. Oh. Shocking, I know. Um, I did find, I was well, telling. No, Smokey Robinson is on there. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. if she'll care about Smokey Robinson. Well, I did look up, um, or I noticed that uh, the Nelson boys are on there. Um, Ricky Nelson's twin boys, Gunner and mm-hmm. something or other. Um, and I thought Gunner it would be and the other one, at Gunner and the other one <laughs> that also has long blonde hair. And I was like, "Is it rude to be like, hey, can you be like, hey, my dead dad wishes you happy birthday?' <laughs> that seemed bad, but you know, whatever." <laughs> what? You got desperate times call for desperate measures. Kind of. So now what I'm thinking, and, you know, surprise sort of ruined, Mom. Now I'm thinking that I'm going to get someone who is as far away from Neil Diamond as you can get, and I'm going to ask them to wish her a happy birthday. Like Flava Flav. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did one. I actually did my first one. From Cameo was for my son. It was one of the voice actors for uh, the Steven Universe show, the cartoon on Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. And she went all out. I forgot her name. Sorry. Uh, but she she did a whole five minute video for him. That's it, so it was insane. Cool. And he, he didn't know what to do when he saw it. He was just kind of like, what do I do now? <laughs> it's like, it, but it was very cool. It's super cool. Well, I was very impressed with. Mr. Bass, because I placed the order in, I don't know, in the mid-afternoon, and no less than like two, maybe three hours later, it was in my inbox, done. That's insane. So I'm again, I'm guessing he's not super busy, and and he sat, I got a video, and he was sitting in front of his gold records or whatever the records are. Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, so I'm still working on the birthday thing for mom, and um. You know, I know she's got dinner plans. She's planning on meatloaf and bunt cake. Um, But we got to jazz this up a little for her. Yeah. So, you know. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, thank you very much. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, really what she wants is she wants us to be there. Yeah. And you know what? Right now, that's just not going to happen. Maybe you should just just, just get Rob Bass to do it. Oh, maybe. Just random, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get to like the the area where like the gate that allows people in or out, and you know I'm Rob Bass, <laughs> and I want to rock right now. <laughs> Maybe she'll be like, "This is probably a gift from Stacy." Yep, sure, I'll accept it. Yep, <laughs> that tracks. Um, and then this weekend we moved Annie. So Annie moved from her first post college apartment to that she shared with a roommate another teacher who teaches special ed, and um, now she's in her own place. So that was fun. Nothing like moving during a pandemic. 
right? And um, maybe you noticed the pregnant pause after that was fun. (laughs) It reminded me a little bit, and, you know, and this is no dig at Annie. I think there's just, like, moving on your own and trying to sort your stuff from your roommates and Mm -hmm. all of these different things. It's a lot. It's a thing. It's a thing. It did remind me of the time that... Pete and I were asked to help my brother Jay and his wife Mary move from their first house to their next house that was, you know, five miles down the road or something. Mm-hmm. And um, which, by the way, um, Jay usually listens to this when he's walking in the morning. And apparently he slipped and fell and hurt his head yesterday. Ooh. So, Jay, come on, man. Like, wear the proper shoes when you're walking the dog. Yes. Um, anyway, so. We arrived at Jay and Mary's house along with some other unsuspecting friends. And it was like not arriving for moving day. It was like arriving for a surprise party. (laughs) (laughs) We got there and it was like, surprise, you're moving. No. Yeah. They um, didn't really do a whole heck of a lot to prepare. Oh, man. So fun. Yes. Well, so, there, there are two kinds of people. There are people that are totally organized and have things ready to go. Yep. And then there's the other people. Yes. And it's not that they're not, or, like, Annie was incredibly organized. I also would make the argument, so she had access to this new apartment at the beginning of December. And mm. like you, she's a teacher. Oh, yeah. So, Teaching all through December and all of the stuff that leads up to a break. And then there's the break and, you know, you're exhausted and you'd like, I don't know, an actual break. Yep. And she was doing it slowly so that she could go through stuff because when you move it on your on your own, everybody uh-huh. gives you stuff. And so then you're like, okay, do I really need, you know, this and that and whatever? That's hard to do by yourself. It's yeah. totally hard to do. So, um, so you know, she's she has gotten... Um, she got as much as she could done, and then we arrived at her place on Saturday. And now I am very good at organizing and packing stuff. Like, I, that's my jam. So yep. I did mostly that. And then when Pete and Grace and Annie um, and we had Mo helping us, they went to get the U-Haul, and I stayed back, and I loaded my car with some stuff. And going down the apartment stairs and then up the stone stairs up to where the parking area is and back like 20, 25 times. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I need a moment. Um, And that moment lasted for the rest of the day. And, um, but you know, I, I tapped out, I did my thing. Nobody witnessed it. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, But there was stuff in the car to show for it. Anyway, um, what was interesting for me is that once we got to our new place, I was super itchy to unpack because I love that organizational piece. But you wait. When your kids move out on their own, you want to help them unpack and get organized and set things up the way that you would do it. Yep. But you can't. Nope. And so I just sort of sat there on the couch, which, you know, I mean, hello, I I have a whole radio show that's Don't Ask Me to Talk. So me staying quiet, there's only one way that I can achieve that, and that is to take a nap. <laughs> so that's what I did. I took a nap. 
<laughs> I just laid on her couch and took a nap. And um, I've learned to nap anywhere, um, on any surface, any any transportation, anything. And it was so hard. Like, Pete could help her and Grace could help her. Mo could help her. But I felt like I couldn't say a word. It's it's just me. I don't know if it's a mom thing or what it is, but if I I feel like if I were to suggest anything, then it wouldn't be a suggestion as much as like a, well, you know, right. this is what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, it's a little tricky. So it's a parenting parenting in the with the when your children are grown, right? Yeah. I think there's a, a detachment of going between. When their kids are little versus when they're right you know, older, and yeah. you know, and letting letting them evolve in the way that they want to. I mean, I think about when, um, when Pete and I got married, and I was setting up our first house. Like every choice that you make is an action or a reaction from your upbringing. Like, oh, I'm going to use Tide because my mother used Tide, right. and like you know, oh, I'm going to have a bed skirt or not have a bed skirt because you know I always hated that stupid thing, right. um, and then eventually you start to figure out what you actually like and what you don't like, and it's not an action or reaction to your upbringing. Yeah. It takes a little while, yeah. um, which now reminds me, um, I know that you're an avid listener of my show, so you know every week I share a Staceyism. Yes. And um, this one came to me from Pete, but again, I repackage it, white label that sucker, and it becomes a Staceyism. And... This one is this idea that when you are helping someone or you're, somebody is, is asking you for help or whatever, that a good idea is to clarify by asking them, do you want me to hear you, do you want me to help you, or do you want me to handle it? And I kind of love this one because hear you, I would say 95% of the time people just want to be heard. I just want to be able to rant about something. I just, I don't need you to fix it. I just need to rant about this. And so um, I think this is something that um, if I'm going to paint with a wide brush, husbands are not so great at this. They're immediately go into like, let me fix it mode versus like, no, no, no. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to hear me complaining about this situation. So that's the first one. And then... The helping thing, it's like it's collaborative. I'm not going to do it for you. You don't have to do it alone. Let me help you get through this. And then handle is just take it over. I can't handle this. You do it. And it's it's kind of a great skill, whether you're working with a spouse, your kid. And that's kind of how I felt with Annie. I didn't actually ask her that, but I felt like I just needed to be, I just needed to hear her which in this case meant be quiet and watch her go through the process. Well, yeah, that's, that's a very simple, I like things simplified. And that, those three things is, is, is totally makes sense. And you can use that in anything, really. Right. I mean, you could use it with a student. Yep. You know, okay, so, so what is it you want me to do exactly? <laughs> and, right. you know, with your kids and, and with your spouse and with a friend or whatever it is. And then yeah. you sort of... You set yourself up for, um, instead of in the moment thinking, 
okay, I'm going to fix this, but really the person just wants to be heard, then you can stop your brain from working so that you can actually focus on what they're saying. Mm-hmm. A crazy concept, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, I like it. I'm going to use it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Teaching the teacher. Uh, do I have to write a check? Um, for $1 million. <laughs> You're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> because nobody has a million dollars, especially not a teacher. Um, nope. So... And then the last thing I want to say is, hey, tomorrow is Inauguration Day, and um, I just hope that there is a peaceful transfer of power, and I hope that this becomes a time of hope for everybody. There. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to stick with. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to talk more with Pat Holen, who, again, is the... Director of Bands for Issaquah High School. We'll be right back. Don't ask me to talk. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. We are back. Um, Pat and I were talking during the break about how I feel very cool because I have headphones on when I'm in the studio. And he's less cool because he's at home. (laughs) You're welcome for that. Now I want to talk about you and okay. what your story is. So, as I said, you are the director of bands for Issaquah High School. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is I feel like typically you don't get to know who the arts teachers are at a school. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, high school, it's hard enough because it's not the same as elementary school and even middle school where parents have more opportunity to go in and volunteer and be mm-hmm. a part of things. So unless your kids are in some part of arts at the high school level, people really don't get to know who the teachers are, which is a shame because arts and music are so important in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I don't know if this is true, but one could argue that music is even more important um, than fine arts because isn't it true that it helps with like math and science and that kind of thing? Yeah, I there there are there are a bunch of studies out there. I wish I could I didn't didn't <laughs> didn't write them down or anything, but it, there are, have been studies about how being involved with anything like an organized organized level like even sports, there can be there's a sports and music education or performing arts in general because of the human interaction and with the with always being on, you know, there's always yep. you, you don't have an opportunity to stop, right? Um that's why I really miss right now is that is the, the as i call it the organized chaos 
right? We, we, you spend six weeks getting ready for something, right? Mm-hmm. Spend six weeks getting ready for the football season. Get six, you know, six weeks to get ready for our con- a concert. And that, that, that routine, I think, really sets kids up. Now, as far as, a, as, far as like a musical level, a, they did a study with a, a, um, between someone reading a book and someone playing a clarinet. Mm-hmm. And they, put, they put things on their heads and did the brain activity and, uh, to compare. And the, con- the comparison from the person who was reading a book versus the person playing clarinet, there was no, it was apples, it was, there was no comparison. The clarinet player was off the charts. The brain activity was just going everywhere. Um, and that unlocks all that stuff in the brain to access more space, if you will, I guess, um, to, to uh, excel at the other subjects. So there, we, have, we have lots of students that are, that are definitely uh, more academically driven because of that, that experience of learning an instrument being involved in, in that uh, community. Well, and I, you know, you engage multiple senses. I mean, it, right. maybe it's why, um, you know, ADHD people are actually typically highly creative and intelligent because, you know, they're thinking of multiple things at once. And, mm. um, you know, we can't organize our way out of a paper bag typically. However, yeah. we can creatively think about it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's fascinating that it's, and and not surprising, really, that engages so much. And so that's why it's even more of a shame that, you know, as parents, you don't get to know the arts program as much mm-hmm. that, you know, especially at the high school level, mm-hmm. um, it seems like a high schooler isn't going to suddenly start. You know, they have sort of um, evolved into it, having started as um you know, in elementary school or most likely middle school, and mm-hmm. then they're just kind of continuing with it. I know right. that there's classes if somebody wants to take, like, beginner guitar or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, we have guitar. We have songwriting and piano at the high school. Um, so there, there are definitely experiences in the high school that students can, can get involved with. So it's not, a, not, it's not over necessarily. Right. Well, which is, which is good. Um, and, you know, on the one hand, it's good that it – there's a requirement that kids have to fulfill to mm-hmm. do something in arts. I do think that it would be interesting to up that one more and and have kids sort of the, let's say, the non-majors in music type thing, that they diversify so that it's not just fine arts like, oh, how hard could drawing be? Or, oh, let me just try this, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so that they really get a taste of, you know, what the arts means on multiple levels. Yeah. And you know, and like the the CTE program with you know with uh, with um, um, pottery and yep. or, you know, ceramics, sorry, ceramics and all those other arts classes are important too. I mean, uh, um, I certainly wasn't successful in in in, draw, in drawing, you know, when it came to doing drawing, but I definitely love doing pottery and things like that. So I think being finding another space to be creative. Yes, that's like a lot of kids, a lot of my students. I keep on saying kids, they're students. Uh, when students are uh, in, in the program, it's usually during the school day. That's like their, their place to, to be and, and not necessarily be wrapped up with their, their test coming up or whatever. They, they have an opportunity to express themselves in a, a way they ne- normally don't get to. Right. Um, so I think it's a very important thing, especially in high school, to have that moment where you can kind of 
let your guard down a little bit and know that you're in a safe place. And that's what I always pr- provide uh, when we're in, in school is that at the, the, our room, our rehearsal space is where is a safe place. Um, it's a place to collaborate musically. It's a place to, to uh, have a, a social aspect to it and really be, um, be yourself, be more of yourself than you are as a, because we we all been through high school and we know how horrible high school can be. Ugh, yes. So having a safe place is is huge for these kids. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and so having four kids that uh, will have gone through Issaquah High School, Charlie being the last, and he's a senior this year. I can't believe it. Um, so it's only Grace that did music. So she started in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with her. Annie had taken, um, she had played an instrument for a year in middle school. And, she, you know, she said, it's not for me. And so then I learned that as the person who has to listen to the practicing, mm-hmm. that perhaps a um, a wind instrument is not the best <laughs> instrument to choose. <laughs> so... I introduced Grace to the uh, female drummer for Letty Kravitz, and I oh, was nice. like, yes. how about percussion? And she was like, well, that's kind of cool. So in middle school, she decided to go the percussion route and kept with it because by eighth grade, she knew that there was an opportunity to go to Disney, so she might as well keep with it. <laughs> then it was time to figure out what to do in high school, and I was like, so I asked her this today. I said, well, didn't you just figure out that you could go to Disney again because every year they alternate? And she figured out, like, okay, when it's my year, we would go to Disney. And she said, well, yes, and you told me that I should continue. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, Grace, it's fine. Um, but she she loved it. And, you know, she played baby bass. And, um, and she loved having you as a teacher. She loved the space that you created and you know the kids that she got to know and the relationships that she had and it was a big part of high school so now I can't imagine what her experience would have been like if she was there now yeah yeah I mean you know so how do you even teach remotely and with the students for something that is so tactile and hands-on how do you then learn I I have to be honest it was it was I think everyone had the same experience when March happened. Remember March? Was that like five years ago? I, I can't remember if that was, you know, yes. when that was. Um, but it, it was it was tough to try to wrap my brain around how am I going to teach something that is in in is such a human interaction based thing. I just, I it was really hard. But now now I figured it out. It took me a while to figure it out. There are three things that I focus on. And I promised these all the students because I had serious conversations with with all my students the first couple of months. Is like I'm worried about mental health for one. Right. So that's my number one priority. I'm going to make sure I check in with you and see you're okay and whatever and whatever you need from me, I'm here. I always say for the last 20 years of my teaching career, I've always said my door is always open. I'm always here. Yep. That was number one, paramount. Number two was really making sure that our students are playing their instruments at least three days a week because I know we have – you think about all the students. If you're if you're listening right now, you're, like, sitting in your house, and you have a big enough house where a kid can go off to a, a, a different room and practice or right. play or do a recording assignment. That's great. But what about the kids that are in townhomes or apartments or their parents on our Zoom calls or they just don't have the space to do it? So sure. 
I I try to work out. I have a we have a great program where students can 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 uh, play music with with professional recordings and are able to experience that with headphones on and they play play music that's on our screen and, and it's really it's a really amazing program. So I have that. So that's a, that's the second thing. The third thing I promised them is that I'll work on your a chance to be creative mm-hmm. because I know a lot of them are have. These are uh, creative skills that are just sitting there, being waiting, because they they spent they use some of that in the classroom, right? Right. So I I developed a, I, I found a I read an article in a music ed uh, magazine about developing a ringtone project. Oh. So the kids the the students have this program which they can actually it you, it looks very similar to what probably what your your uh, your producer uses in the studio that you actually can create. Uh, loops and um, use recordings and come up with a 30-second uh, ringtone like you would want to have on your phone. That's cool. That I mean, turned out to be a huge success, and it kind of lit a spark, um, the spark that kind of lit the, the creative juices of all the students, and they created their own ringtone. And then I developed this kind of pseudo-tournament, you know, kind of like the 64-team tournament yep. on in, in the, the basketball. Yep. Um, and we, they got to hear, all of them got to hear it uh, anonymously. Like I didn't say, oh, this is Johnny's. They just heard it and they got to vote on it. And we just kept on going this term all the way down, down to the last, who would be the champion of that class. And then we had a final four with all the other four classes. So it was totally fun. So I, I continue to do that. I continue to try to come up with ways of them to be creative to actually uh, maybe they can do quartets on, on, on some of these programs they mm-hmm. can do uh duets they can record sync up stuff so there's a lot of they're they're becoming content creators yes and i think it's a buzzword a lot of students can really really get into especially youtube stuff oh, yeah i mean uh, and all that with you know well, what's oh. even even more fun for me is i said well i need to do something for myself because i'm stuck in the house with my kids my wife works at the va so it's I'm I'm here all <laughs> we'll talk about that later but um what am I going to do for myself? Well, I have all these friends that I went to college and high school with that are in the music industry. So I I started contacting them through Facebook or or email or whatever saying, "Hey, can I have an interview with you you and not talk talk to you about your experience with music and what you're doing and all that stuff." So I I have over 10 interviews that I've I've uh, created and I'm I'm working on editing them, and I, every two weeks I'll show this video to every every class of yes. of these experiences. And I wasn't sure if it was going to work because I felt it was kind of self indulgent. But as I've been showing some of the students, some of the students really are getting into it and really are. are when I say when they ask, "Are we going to watch the video today at uh, the the interview today?" I said, "No, not today." There's this kind of like, "Oh man." Well, I think it's it's so, interesting. It's like career day at school, right? I mean, right. it's it's a it's a good way to 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 kind of give them because I've had a recording engineer, I've had a, uh, a, a the saxophone player for Celine Dion in Vegas. I've had the drummer for Dweezil Zappa. Oh my gosh! I, so all the, all these people that I, I I know, and why not? I mean, I have it's sitting right there. It's right it's right at my because we're all stuck inside. So why not? Right, and it's it's been a lot of fun. That's cool. do you know Neil Diamond? Huh? <laughs> do you know Neil Diamond? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't. Darn it! <laughs> Sorry. Darn it! It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I know. I I think that um, 
I love that because it's, you know, yes, there's the tactile, but at the high school level, chances are if, if a kid is playing a certain instrument, chances are they've been playing that instrument for a while. And again, they're not necessarily in the beginner space. No. And so, and it's amazing the technology that's available to anybody. I mean, students, um, little kids, amateur musicians, professional musicians, you know, all of these things. Well, it's, it's amazing that, that now they have a web-based recording studio. Right. That's what they have. That's what every student in Issaquah High School and Issaquah School District, they have this recording studio that's available as a web, a web-based thing. So that in itself, I, it, I keep on, especially in the beginning of the lockdown, I was like, if this happened 20 years ago, we would be, we would be so, it would be so bad. Like there's no, there would be no way. Right. How, how would we be able to do this at all? It would really um, so have been the day I, the music died. I am died. thankful for the technology. I'm thankful for the, the support. Uh, that we have and what the things we have for that. So I'm very, I'm very fortunate counting my, counting my stars with that. Well, yeah, it, it's, um, it's so hard and, you know, you've got to keep the creative juices flowing and whatever it looks like. And, you know, as you said, the buzzword of content creators and influencers and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. those are buzzwords and things that this generation of kids understands. And, you know, like, um, I think they next need to see if they can create a, um, music that would work for a TikTok dance. Yeah. Oh, that I like that. I'm writing that one down. Right? Like I'm something, writing that one down. That's a good one. Something that like would be cool enough that like, you know, so then you can get some choreography in there and get yeah. some music in there and like what can you do for a TikTok Well, and then dance? also, we, we're, uh, the next one is uh, I, I'm using it from the orchestra teacher. She She had a very successful experience doing having the students create their own podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, six minutes of content. They have to pick a piece of music that's a minute, about a minute thirty long, and ta- tell a story. That's cool. Yeah, and that, I'm, I'm starting that next. It's gonna be my second semester thing, but um, yeah. And a plus, what's this thing? People are. It, I mean, it's hard for me to keep track of everyone because I don't get to see the students every day. You know, it's usually that when the students are leaving class, there's like kind of like two second where I can say, "Hey, how you doing?" Right. I don't have that, so I have no, and I can't, I can't hear conversations going on and kind of keep up with what's going. You know, what the, not that I keep up with the drama. Yeah, but, but least, like, what's I the know, latest? I mean, I want to know what's going on. Exactly. Apparently, there's this thing about sea shanties now. Yes. I'm totally. I, I need some help. I have no idea it, what that is. It reminds what, why, me. Why are we obsessed with sea shanties now? I'm not sure what the origin story of that is, but it reminds me of, you know, the show that um, Drew Carey hosted, the What's My Line or What's oh, Your who's, Line? Who's, my, who's that line? What's that? Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. There we go. Um, and didn't they do, like, basically, like, she, um, sea shanties or. Yeah, they like, did something where they would, they'd have to come up with the song. Right. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. And I'm in this like text group with a bunch of friends of mine and they were talking about this. And it's funny. They're basically like that text thread is like the reader's digest of everything that's going on on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the world. It's great. I don't have to look at any of it. They're keeping me up to date. And I heard the same thing and I don't understand it. Wow. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to do some research on that, and I'm going to get to the bottom of but, it for next week. You know, on Cameo, there is one of the guys that was on that show that's on Cameo. Oh, was it Colin? Colin Mockery's on there. Oh, okay. If, that, if your mom's into that, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good idea, though. Okay, awesome. Um, now, so tell me about um, 
with obviously COVID and everything, like yeah. how do you deal with, you know, there was no football season, right? Yeah. And, you know, basketball, normally the band would play at um, basketball games and concerts yep. and ensemble things and swinging in Vienna. And what about plays and all that stuff? Has anything happened? No. And we're, we're that's kind of what I'm, I'm struggling with because here, it's all over the map, all over the country. There's, there's people that are successfully doing vert the, the, the i'm using my kind of use air quotes on the radio yeah you can virtual you just... performances yep um which i've i've seen some of them and i'm i'm very impressed with them but i also know that it, it takes at least 500 hours to put something like that together uh especially when you're talking about uh, students at the, this level you're basically asking the students to be recording musicians and right. it takes years to to really get that talent down without you know going cr- crazy you're trying to be perfect and all that stuff so i i'm trying to come up with ideas i'm very starting very slowly with that as far as like for example the jazz band we had a a duet duet project where they would play the the head the 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 the, 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 the melody of the jazz standard and they, then they would trade off on solos and then play the jazz standard again mm-hmm. so i'm working with that um God, it's so it's such a hard thing because that's you, I guess the best way to explain this as far as everyone out when people ask me like how how are you teaching band in in this in this virtual setting let me put it this way can you imagine if I had one if you had one period of class where you had to teach German Japanese and Spanish at the same time yeah no um so it's a it's a challenge because I have clarinets flutes clarinets trombone trumpet all these different instruments. Right. There are certainly strategies, but I also have my home life. I have two two elementary age children. Um, I, I and uh, I'm here at home. I'm doing all the home stuff and teaching. And yeah, I was going to ask about that because making sure my my student. I mean, everyone struggles with this. Trying to keep their student your your kids on their laptops and making sure they're keeping engaged and all mm-hmm. that. Um, Fortunately enough, my stu- my kids have already my own children have been doing pretty well, but um, it's well, a challenge. So when I when I'm it, I'm the band director at the high school. I don't have an assistant. I don't have some other some programs in Texas have like five directors. You know, it's like right. so. Right. Uh, it's it's kind of hard. It's a hard thing to do, but I'm certainly if there's a if the students are really motivated to put something out in, as far as content. I'm down with it, but it's it's hard to get students motivated when they also are dealing with maybe loss, meant with right. uh, maybe Mental lost family members, stuff, maybe access to materials. Maybe, uh, they're dealing with economic hardship. Yeah, there there's so much stuff that I don't see and I don't know because I'm looking at a box every day. Right. You know, I don't. Not everyone turns on their camera, so. It's really a hard thing to know if I put something out and I, and I feel like I'm, I'll exclude someone, and then that's not okay, too. So it's, right. a hard, it's a hard thing to balance. I can't even imagine, honestly. Yeah. And I look to all the teachers that I know out there and um, sort of look to see that whole, I don't think it's work-life balance. I think it's work-life harmony because I don't know that you can ever achieve balance, but harmony is something, you know. Some, right. It seems a little bit more attainable. And, you know, so 
in your case right now, you're not only teaching everyone else's kids, but you're also trying to teach your own. And, yep. you know, there so are it different... definitely is. I'm, I, I, I say this to myself, like every time I have a bad week, because I tell you, man, it's, it's a roller coaster ride every week. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have a good day and sometimes I won't. And I keep on telling myself, I'm so thankful that I have the experience I have because being a first year or second year teacher, I can't even yeah. imagine what that's like right now. Oh, yeah. Well, for, for, for teachers who are just starting out. Um, well, I can tell you as the parent of a teacher who's in her third year, yeah, it stinks. Um, and the roller coaster thing reminds me of, remember the movie Parenthood and yes. the grandmother talking about the roller coaster ride? Yes. Yeah, you that's, get it. You totally great, get it. That's a great movie. It's such a great movie. If you yeah. guys, if you haven't seen that movie either ever or you haven't seen it in a long time, watch that movie. It is still as relevant today yep. as it was before. And it has like amazing cast, an amazing cast. So, yeah. um, All right, we're going to take a very quick break here, and then when we come back, we're going to have a rapid round of questions. We'll be back. Tired of the same old conversations and networking events that never lead to new clients? BNI is changing the way the world does business by connecting you to strategic relationships that can help you grow your business. BNI is the world's leading referral networking organization, helping hundreds of thousands of members around the world each year increase revenue through relationship marketing. For information about visiting a BNI chapter, go to the BNI Northwest website at BNINW.com. What's up? This is Rob Bates. And I want you to tune in to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. The show that brings joy from pain, sunshine where it rains. Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. And that's coming from me, Mr. It Takes Two, Rob Bates. Tune in. Peace. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Okay, how amazing was that? So worth the money that I spent on that from Rob Bass. Isn't that cool? And That's, what, what an amazing uh, uh, source of revenue for those folks. I, great. I know. Well, and like what an amazing source of like, you know, I'm like, it's so cool. And I'm thinking, you know, mom who's listening and she's like, I don't know who that is. Okay, mom, let me give you perspective. Remember in the movie The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and they are staying in his parents' home and she's in bed and he's lying on the floor and they're talking about music and he's pretending that he doesn't know what song she's talking about and he makes her sing it. And... That is Rob Bass. Yep. You know, it takes two to make a thing go right. Yep. Well, man, a, uh, there, there are many, like, when I talked to, when I had one of my first interviews was with a composer down in L.A., and he's, he's in a, stuck in his apartment, not much work, but he's a YouTuber, so he's been doing pretty well with his YouTube video stuff, you know, they, yep. his fan, you know, reacting to Star Wars and that kind of stuff. And totally. He's got a lot of, lot of stuff, and he's. And he's he's very he was very very frank about how that is like a huge thing for what people can do, especially right now. I imagine that can be a rather lucrative if you get it up. I I'm sure I need to yep. become famous enough that people want me to yeah. do something. <laughs> I could just talk. I could be the 
the person that virtually sits at the Thanksgiving table and just fills up the space with right. just conversation. Yes. Actually, another revenue stream. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you um, a bunch of questions. Oh, good. Okay. All right, I'm ready? ready? Okay, first album that you got. Not the first album you bought, but the first album that maybe was given to you. Oh, that it was given to me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I I think it might have been a Hugh Lewis album. Oh my gosh! Um, Hugh gosh, Lewis. I can't remember which one. What what's the one that's they're sitting they're uh, like standing in front of the wall? Yeah. I don't know if it was it wasn't four. It was like the first one. I, I can't remember. Is it? We'll just say Hugh Lewis. Okay. All right. Now, what about the first album that you bought? First album I bought was actually um, Abbey Road. Oh, look at you! Yeah. Okay, so the first album I was given was the um, Broadway soundtrack for Annie. Nice. And, like, to this day, I, st- I have that on my Spotify, and I can sing, like, every word. And the funny thing is, I fancied myself Annie as a kid, and then I quickly realized that I have the vocal chops of Miss Hannigan. <laughs> 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 I'm what you call a character singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now what's the last album that you bought? Oh, I, I just bought it because um, um, does it count if I bought it on on Apple? Well, yes. I mean, these okay. days it's... it was a Count Basie uh, Basie Straight Ahead album because the the composer uh, the arranger just passed away. Um, oh. So um, and so I, I was I love that album. So I just I never actually owned it. So I said I'm buying it. Yeah. Look at you. Um, I can't think of what the last album that I, I can tell you, I didn't buy it, but I got it off of Spotify and that is the album that, um, a friend of mine, it's called a fistful of whiskey and, Mm -hmm. um, it's by a band (laughs) that I really can't say the name of the band (laughs) because they really need to rename themselves. Yes. I understand um, completely. But look up, yeah, look up um, A Fistful of Whiskey, and um, I love that. So, okay, next question. Why the tuba? Why the tuba? Because uh, this lanky, you know, ninth grade trombone player walked into the, the high school band room, and the band director said, hey, you want to play tuba? And I said, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. And it, it stuck and it was the best thing that I ever did. Well, now, conversely, when I was in, I think it was fourth grade, I decided that I was going to play an instrument. Now, I know my mother is laughing about this. I decided that I was going to play the French horn. Why the French horn? I don't know. I'm thinking that it was like, I didn't know what it meant to say that it like sounded sexy but I think I thought that like playing the French horn and the fact that it had that muffle thing or whatever you put in it um I think yeah I I think I thought that like oh yeah that's like really cool like that's gonna be a conversation starter well um fast forward I I don't know if it was weeks or months to tell you the truth but I remember standing out in the hallway with Mr. Press, the teacher. He he called my mother to let her know that I would no longer be playing the French horn. (laughs) You have been... 
I have been moved to the audience. <laughs> that is that is horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, and it happened for choir too. They were like, "Oh, maybe you're a soprano. Maybe you're was an alto." Was it because of the ability, or was it what you were doing in class? Yes. <laughs> It was all of the above. So, yes. So, music is an appreciation, but it is not a skill that I have. You like to press play. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, what was your first paid job? My first paid job was grocery store, um, a grocery store in uh, the town that I went to high school. Um, And that turned into a five-year gig. I actually went, you know, did through high school on Saturdays and Sundays and sacked groceries. And then I eventually became like everything. I did cashier and, and work in the stock room and all that stuff. It was a great gig. I could see that. Yep. Okay. What about your first paid job as a musician? Oh, man. Whew. Oh, it had to have been a church gig. I, I'm sure it was playing playing at some Easter service. I just can't remember exactly. But it was probably playing at the brass quintet. Were you playing the tuba? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of where the tuba comes in for like, were you there when they crucified my Lord? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the bottom, so you can connect the dots. There you know. go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now why, and I had to do some research on this, so I want you to know I don't tor- normally research for my shows, but I yeah. wanted to be somewhat smart about this. So why did you pick teaching band versus orchestra? But, but because I've always been a band person. Okay. Like, I, I just don't, I mean, I got, I, my, I'm qualified to teach, I got certified to teach band, orchestra, and choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact is I did sing choir in college, so I have, I'm a singer as well. But it just, band was just my thing. I just got sucked in the culture really quick. Um, I really knew what I wanted to do my sophomore year of high school. Okay. I was like, I just, I was came, it came to me very naturally, and and uh, wanted to, uh, um, um, yeah, wanted pers- to uh, pursue you know, that. Just, yeah, that that's, makes sense. That's what I want to do. I, I can't. That's the best way I can explain it. No, I mean, okay. So you knew early on that you were going to do teaching instead of performing. Yes. Interesting. I mean, let's face it. Being a teacher, there is a performance aspect to it, right? Wouldn't you say you have to engage students and. Yeah. And, you know, I think that you have to be on. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Do you need to know how to play every instrument? Uh, yes. Wow. Now, I, I need to know how to play. I need to know how to teach each instrument. So when I taught, I taught middle school for 11 years. Um, so I had to teach all the beginners, I, even, even all the way down to or orchestra and yeah, so I, I know how to play them. I can start people. Right. But if you're going to ask me to play something on, you know, I'm not going to play everything. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Which is the hardest, um, do you think, to teach? Violin. Hmm. For me, I, violin was like the death of me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so the smallest violin in the world played for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was my, my fingers. Are just, I could, I was, but I really rocked out on the bass, so I love string bass. Okay. I love string bass, too. I loved in uh, Stray Cats. Uh, uh-huh. What's his name? Played string bass. Yep. Um, okay. What about the most fun music to play with your students? Now, keep in mind that I remember the year when somebody came in to play the theremin. Is that what it's called? Oh, yes. 
so that you could play Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. So, so what was it, the question is, what was the question again? Well, I mean, you know, what music you like to have the kids play? Like, do you like to have them do, like, you know, classics, standards, um, uh, current? I, you know, I, I'm going to answer the, that question by how I program. Because one, one part of being a successful band teacher is actually programming. So, like, selecting the right music for a concert. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to answer, like, what music I enjoy playing. I really enjoy the community of a concert, right? That's what we're all missing right now, the community of bringing people together. Yes, I know you're coming in here to see, hear your children perform, but I'm, I, made a, I made a promise to myself is five, about five or six years ago that every single concert I'm going to have is going to be entertaining for the parents. So I, I try my best to make it interesting Mm-hmm. And fun, and so like you mentioned the theremin thing, D- playing Doctor Who with the theremin. How many times have you done? Have you heard that in your life? You know, it's like it's right. fun to make an experience because it is. Oh, it was. The kids are excited to put it together. The kids are, you know, excited to perform it. So, I I just really like bringing people together. It's always been part of my thing. No, it's it is. Um, it was a very unique experience, and it was really, really, really fun. Um, oh, thanks. And one of the things that I loved about, you know, when we would do our how was your day at the end of each day and Grace would come home and, you know, I think band was a highlight for her. And I know from a listening standpoint, it was always a highlight for us. And I mean, you know, you two had a great rapport. She she was very familiar with, you know, show tunes and Broadway. And um, I love the fact that you guys would discuss um the Met Gala after oh, yeah. the first yeah. Monday in May and who wore what. Yep. <laughs> like, I have to admit, I get a lot of my information from my wife as well. Well, yes. And I love that, you know, like, but you listen and like you have that, th- there's a theatrical element to that. Yep. And so while it's fashion and whatever, right. um, you know, she keeps you informed. And what I love is that ultimately what you were doing is recognizing what your student was interested in yep. and speaking in the language that they love so that they would appreciate the language that you love, which is yep. music. I'm always wanting to know what they're doing. You know, this is like the sea, the sea shanty thing is like, what's going on? What's that all about? <laughs> I'm going to find out the answer to that for next week's right. show. Well, good. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, we're pretty much out of time oh, here. We could go on for another hour. You know I, that. Oh, uh, like three. I mean, don't ask me to talk. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you so much for all that you do for our students. It's a huge blessing to have educators like you that care so much about what you teach and the people you teach. So I appreciate it. And well, thank you. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. One thing I want to share with your audience is definitely how you and I kept in touch with each other. Well, during Over the last 20 years of my life, I have not kept in contact a lot of the parents that I really enjoyed talking with. Yep. And I regret that decision. I regret not keeping up with parents that, I, that I've uh, gotten to know over the years. So I want to thank you for, for opening the door and uh, keeping our relationship past your, your, stu- your uh, Grace's uh, uh, time at IHS. And, and um, I, I hope to continue that with, with future parents as I, as I go through my career. Absolutely. I don't let the good ones get away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pat Holen. Thank Thank you, you. Eric. Remember, everyone, stay connected, not close. And next week, I've got Tennyson Jacobson. She's launching a podcast called Common Ground. Thanks, everyone.